Sumitra Naidu on Kaya FM 95.9. Vumile, a very good evening to you. It's always so good to talk to you. And today we're talking about creating happy workplaces. Good evening. Good evening, listeners. And good evening, Sumitra. I'm excited about this topic. I think a lot of us have been feeling a little bit despondent regarding our our workplace workplaces. I know. I was just going to say, but where is the workplace these days? Because we can't actually get into the office as much as we used to. So it's definitely now becoming more of a workspace as opposed to an actual place, I suppose. So wherever you find yourself working, whether it's a coffee shop like I usually do, or whether you're working from home, or some of you are still going into the office, it's really about the environment, the people you engage with, and creating a happy experience for yourself at work. How does one do that? So the first is by staying engaged, right? So we've realized that when people are disengaged, meaning they're not actually focusing on their actual work and finding a sense of meaning, we see absenteeism. So people get 37% more um, absent at work. There's actually 49% more accidents, believe it or not, if people actually are not engaged and almost 60% more errors in the actual work that they do. So the ability to be fully present in your work and mentally engaged is very, very important. I know, you know, there's often, you know, they talk about it actually creates more productivity in the workplace. And there's research as well that shows that happiness has a direct correlation to one's business bottom line. Definitely. We see that um, actually not only productivity, but um, employees stay a little bit longer. So whether you are working for yourself or you are a manager leading other people, the conversation we're having today is really about how can you start making work meaningful. And one of the things we start doing is being able to connect the work we do to a greater purpose. So a good example I like to use is I remember working for a telecommunications company and I thought, oh, what we do is we sell devices and we sell, um, we sell airtime. But what my boss used to do, what I really appreciate, is that, no, that's not what we do. What we do is connect people. What we do is enable people all over the continent to get the medication on time. Mm. So all of a sudden, it stopped being about the device, but it started becoming about the actual work you do. So as a leader, start thinking around what is the actual work you do, not just the everyday running around. I mean, it just seems like, you know, investing in your employees, no matter where they are, but making sure that they're working in happy spaces is really important. I mean, I'm, you know, the book that comes to mind is uh, Thrive, Ariana Huffington. And yes. you know, after her incident, because she was so exhausted, she realized that she needed to actually create more time and, and give employees what she also needed was more rest and, and, and a better space to work. And now they've introduced what at Huffington post uh, they've introduced uh, small spaces for resting for uh, exercise for sleeping I mean is that actually feasible though in the workplace I think uh, we've seen a lot of um, uh, specifically in the finance industry a lot of them actually start have, have meditation rooms at the moment even though we're not physically at the office make the time to have that meditation we're also seeing the, the trend that's coming from Japan of nap pods where literally in the office, there's a little pod you can go to to take a quick power nap, and it automatically wakes you up after 20 minutes. And that really speaks to um, happiness that comes from a space of work-life merger. There is no work-life balance. So how can we start to merge our work and our life in a manner that's productive both for our personal life as well as for our work?
Give us a few more tips. I mean, if we are now working from home, where most of us mm-hmm. have now set up a little office in one of the rooms or, you know, in the garage or somewhere because we can't actually get into the office as regularly or at all because most companies now have gone offline or rather moved outside office so you work remotely. So how do we actually make that space a happy workplace? Okay, so it's two things I want us to think about. What you need to stop doing and what you need to start doing. Okay. Stop micromanaging. There's a great temptation to keep checking up on people. Have they done the work? Um, that's one of the, uh, the habits that actually makes work very, very unhappy for people. So stop micromanaging. One of the things that we do need to start doing, and I, you know, we South Africans, we all know the concept of Ubuntu. It's really about bringing that Ubuntu back. Thinking of community, going back to basics, catching up with your team, letting them know that you trust and, and support them, and finding out what does that look like for them. So having those key conversations more so now than ever as you're not physically engaging each other. And then, of course, being intentional around what are, they, what are their plans, their own individual plans for growth, and how we can help facilitate that as organizations. Vumile, I mean... How, what is it like in South Africa? Are we doing enough of that? Are we providing enough for our employees? Because we also have this issue of, are they actually working? I know you say stop the micromanaging, but you know, if people are not actually doing the work that they are supposed to do, how do you actually manage that? Especially if so, they're outside of where you can see them. So the big thing there is really to give, uh, to give enough objectives that it's easy for you to see whether they're actually meeting your KPIs that you set out. And it's important that we break those down, not just only from an annual perspective, but a quarterly, monthly, and a weekly perspective. So if someone is committed to doing a certain piece of work and you can see it hasn't been done, then that's now a performance issue. I think the mistrust comes from if I can't see them, then they're not doing the work. Well, in essence, we've seen a you know, 27% increase in productivity. Mm. So guys are working now more than they ever have. But it's also important for us to make sure that we're supporting that work and not quick to say, oh, what are you doing? Are you actually working? And what's a, a recent article I was reading that, made, that gave me a bit of a chuckle is we're finding in South Africa people are working a little bit more to actually escape from family life. So it's mm-hmm. that real space where it's like, oh, I don't have to deal with everything and be stuck at home. Let me escape into my work. Uh, that's been given as a, as a reason for, for, for helping drive that actual um, increase in productivity. I mean, wellness is just so important. Taking care of your employee is is essentially taking care of your business. How it much really is. how mm-hmm. much of that are we doing in South Africa? I mean, do we have a long way to go or are we catching on? Are we getting there? So I think in comparison to some of the countries in Europe that are a little bit more ahead of us, you know, the likes of Switzerland, etc. Yes, we are a little behind. From an African perspective, we are actually leading. You know, when we talk about employee wellness, traditionally in the South African context, we've looked at, oh, okay, do you have a wellness day? Usually we think that, that suffices. And are we giving access to training? But we've seen more organizations invest in things like financial coaching for their employees, invest in giving them, um, you know, what's very popular in South Africa, the likes of ICAS, to say if you're having psychological um, challenges that you're facing, there are therapists there to support you. So we are seeing that. But unfortunately, what we are seeing in the South African context is where there are not as many employees actually taking up the services. Mm. And we don't know whether it's a case of it's not being marketed as well, but we also suspect it might be a little bit of shame involved in saying, I'm not doing well, I need some assistance, because a lot of employees are worried and concerned 
that will brand them uh, to their manager in a manner that's not desirable. As opposed to saying, let me get the help I need in order for me to flourish and be happy in my workplace. Yeah, I think we've got some way to go in that, but the mindset needs to change from both employer and employee perspective. I mean, you know, we need to open up and we need to talk about this, but so many people are afraid to say it because of exactly what you were saying. You know, you just don't know how it's going to go down. Unfortunately, we've run out of time. Thank you so much, as always, for talking to us. Vumile, where do we find you? Of course, Mitchell, the conversation is going to continue on the social media streets. Mm-hmm. You can find me on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, as well as Twitter as Vumi Mswedi Dash Career Coach. Vumi Mswedi Dash Career Coach. And of course, if you do need some support from a career coaching perspective, the team at Hissette Consulting, which you can find at www.hissetteconsulting.co.za, will be more than happy to assist. Go well, Vumile. We'll chat soon. Stay safe. Thank you. Coming up next, I'm talking to Deneo and Solo Langa. Rewinding. Rewinding Kaya FM on FM Rewind. Visit kayafm.co.za for more.